I do have a very nice joke. Uh, one pastor was approached by a believer and the believer said, Pastor, please, please pray for my hearing. So the pastor put his hands on the ears and prayed a very passionate prayer and said, by the way, can you hear now? Is the believer said, by the way, it is tomorrow, my hearing. It is court hearing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> lift up your Bible and say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will use my mouth to speak your word. And I pray that it will bring fruit in greater abundance so that you will get all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to spend majority of your time in one simple book, small book. It's just before Revelation. You can turn your Bible to the book of Jude. We're going to spend uh, pretty much the whole 30 minutes to 40 minutes in that book of Jude. Jude, by the way, is a brother, was a brother of Jesus. How many of you know that? Okay, so Jesus had four brothers. Some of you might know it's in John chapter 7. You might have seen that and it's not up in the screen. One of the guys named called James, Joseph, Jude and Simon. Out of those two, out of those four, two guys write. James wrote a book for himself about Jesus and then Jude also writes. But interesting when he writes Jude chapter 1, verse 1, there's only one chapter. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. He didn't say I'm a brother of Jesus. But how did he come to this revelation? So we're going to, there's not up in the screen so many points and all, very few things are there. But we're going to just dwell in the book of Jude. The topic this morning I want to talk about, it's to stand strong, standing strong. That's what I want to talk about. How do we stand strong here in this year 2020? By the way, Jude was one of the guy who got offended. If you read John chapter 7, verse 5, it says, Even his brothers did not believe in... I'm reading from the Amplified Version or adhere or to trust in and to rely on him either. So this guy, when Jesus was preaching the gospel, he did not even believe that this is a real dude. He thought one of his brothers got little cuckoos and he got, you know, he's trying to proclaim the sovereign Lord is upon me and he's doing all these things. Remember, these brothers and mother were so uh, worried about Jesus because he did not even eat for days and they come and knock at the door of the place where he was ministering and he said hey we, your brothers and sisters are there and your mother is waiting and Jesus even responded who, who are my brothers who are my sister the one who does the will of my father and if you read John the all the uh, other three gospels don't mention this but John kind of points out he says many of them especially J Jesus brothers did not believe in him but how come from that point of unbelief, by the time Jude wrote the letter, it was around 85, 80. In a matter of 35 years, something changed in him. And he wrote this beautiful word and he says, it's only 25 verses. We're going to go through quickly, and but we're going to pick up some of the words the Lord wants to share this morning. And he says this, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. But the original translation, actually, it's not servant. It says, I am a slave of Jesus Christ. What is a slave? Slave means I, my life is owned by somebody else. And I'm going to start with the verse. Let's go back on the screen. I'm going to start with the verse. This is what Jude concludes in verse 24 and 25. Let's read this. Now to him. Let's read this together as a church. Let's, it's up on the screen. Now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling 
and to present you unblemished, blameless and faultless before the presence of his glory in triumphant joy and exhalation with unspeakable ecstatic delight to the only wise God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and power before all time and now and forevermore. Can we do this again one more time with all of our heart? Let's say this to ourselves. When you say you, put your word me there, you know. Now to him who is able to keep me without stumbling or slipping or falling and to present me unblemished, blameless and faultless before the presence of his glory in triumphant joy and exhalation with unspeakable ecstatic delight to the only wise God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, my Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power before all time, both now and forevermore. Isn't it beautiful the way he finishes off so powerfully? Just 25 verses, but he brings the whole history together in 25 verses. And we're going to go through quickly. And the first thing he talks about, he's, he's warning against grace. He was talking predominantly about grace. You know, the, this generation where we live, in this 2020, we have taken, I don't know whether you know this, but we have come to a point where the word of God is not first opinion for us. It's our feelings. If anything contradicted to our feelings, we chuck it away. This is the way we live right now. So it's hard even for people to confront somebody. Why? Because you're affecting their feelings. And if you confront, oh, you are judgmental. If you confront, oh, you are too religious. If you confront, you are too, uh, you know, narrow-minded. But the Bible conferences, James wrote this, and Jude, his brother, is writing again, beware of false teachers. What are the false teachers? The false teachers, they take grace for granted. This is what the next slide up there. The grace, what I wrote down here, grace doesn't give us the free pass to sin so that we don't need to obey the rules. Grace gives us the power to do the rules. We live in a world where it's all grace. It's nothing matter. You know what? I can just do whatever on Saturday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning. I can just come and worship the Lord. I have said this before again and again. I'm going to say this again. I'm not scared of saying this. We can't live like hell on Saturday and expect God to move like heaven on Sunday. It is impossible. It is impossible. It is, you know, we live in this dichotomic world. In this dichotomic world, what is this? We have three worlds. We have this. Maybe you don't believe this, but that's what you have it in your mind. The one world we think God is at work. Devil is at work. Man is at work. God is at work on Sundays. Devil is at work on Fridays and Saturdays. Man is at work on Monday to Friday. Hello? We don't think... We don't proclaim, but that's what we believe. That's what we believe. Monday to Friday, I'm work. Friday, Saturday, let's maja karna. Sunday, kumbaya. You know, that's the African song for saying, come Lord Jesus. You know, it's, that's how we think. But God wants that against grace preachers. And he says, you know, grace is not giving you a license and a free pass to do whatever. Grace actually gives you the power to obey the rules. Amen? So, this is what again, let's look at some of the verses here. It's not up on the screen. Look at verse, uh, uh, do you have Jude chapter 1? It's only one chapter. Uh, look at this verse uh, from verse 5. 
Though you already know this, I want to remind you that the Lord delivered his people out of Egypt but later destroyed those who did not believe. He talks here three judgments. Okay, I'm gonna, it's like a study kind of thing we're going to do this morning. So bear with me. We've got a lot of scriptures we're going to go through. Because I want to get to a point. The last 15 minutes I'm going to spend a chunk of portion where we're going to be taking some of the key word the Lord wants to speak this morning to us. But before that I want to paint some picture here. Look at divine judgment. Three divine judgments. First, he took the people out of Egypt and later destroyed them. Why? Because of their unbelief. The second one, and angels, verse 6, angels who did not keep their position of authority, but abandoned their own home, these are kept in darkness, bound in everlasting chains for judgment day. What are these angels? By the way, the angels are the ones who were with Jesus. They were ministering. We don't know when they fall, but before many, maybe a million or billion years before, they fall. And when they fall, only one third of them fell. Okay. So that population, I want you to listen very carefully, that population never increased because angels, the fallen angels, the demons, they are not creators. They are duplicators. God is a creator. God only can multiply. Only a creator can multiply. What does a duplicator can do? Can only do counterfeits. Are you following me? So the angels who have fallen at one third, that number is still the same. It's never increased. So he is actually outnumbered by the people of God who lives on earth and also the angels with him, in, with Jesus. So don't be scared about the darkness. Darkness is, shouldn't be your primary concern. King of glory is in your heart. He got more than what is in this world. That's why we read in the Bible, he is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Amen. So this is what happened. Angels, fallen angels get divine authority. Oh, fallen from divine authority are bound into everlasting chains. Number three, look at this again. Verse in the similar way, verse seven, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. And what happened? They were being pushed into eternal fire, punishment. So three things are happening, three judgments. By the way, the Bible talks about judgment. And I know first Sunday, first year, you want to hear some promise that's going to be here tickling. But let me tell you this. Our God is a judging God. We one day going to stand before this, this glorious king. And we're going to one day stand there trembling. And God is going to open the books of life. And he's going to say, if your name is written here, you will enter with him. Hello? This is reality. It's like we are now in the culture where if God is so good, how is he going to send these people to hell? That's not the God I want to believe. Hello? It's like we have turned our feelings into the reality of a belief, but the feelings are not the truth. Amen? So look at these three judgments. One is Egyptian. People who came out of Egypt, but they didn't walk in unbelief. As they walk in the faith, they were destroyed. The second one, fallen angels. The third one, Sodom and Gomorrah. That means God is against some of those practices that is designed outside of his original design. So we think it's okay. We think it's fine. We think, oh, this is not a big deal. But God seriously deals with this issue. He says, no, this people will fall into eternal punishment. What does it mean? What is the role of our church? That church role is to snatch. That's what Jude literally talks. He says, snatch these people from the fire so that they can enter into, into heaven. We talk, we will come, out, come to this. But then he goes on and talks about false preachers. He says, uh, 
In the same way, verse 8, you keep your Bibles open. So in the verse 8, he talks about the dreamers, the false preachers, they are called the dreamers. You know, they are saying, they're, again, he mentions three things. They say, they pollute their own bodies. They say, you know what? It's not a big deal. Today, living with a person is not a big deal. Today, have you noticed if you book a hotel, they, there are some hotels only, they will say, couples who are not married are not welcome. But there are hotels they don't mention. If you look at Make My Trip, you look at Booking.com, 80% of the hotels don't mention. What does that mean? It's normal now. It's normal to walk with your girlfriend, rent a room, whatever you want to do, and just come out. It's not a big deal. And this is what today, the, the grace preachers, they say, you know what, it's okay, it's not a big deal. This is what they believed. Even if you looked at some of the teachings that Paul wrote, they said, anyway, this body is going to perish. This is what the, those false times, those times false preachers, they said, anyway, my body is going to perish. My soul is already redeemed. What I do with my body doesn't make sense. It's okay. So they just keep on sinning. That's why Jude warns them, you know, they pollute their own bodies. Look at the second one. They reject authority. Today, Nobody can correct anyone. If they correct, that's it. Who are you to tell me? Hello? You open your mouth and you share something? Oh, you think you are, you are bigger than me? You think you are correcter than me? And we are come to that point where we are so unteachable. How are we going to grow? This is the Bible. This is the word. I'm not adding any masala to it. This is the word. This is what the false teachers do. They pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and slander celestial beings. What is it? Slander celestial beings. They mock at heavenly glories. What does that mean? Anything that is mysterious, the word of the Lord, they just say, ah, this doesn't make sense. Do you know there are people right now as we are talking, trying to take out the word sin from the Bible? They say sin is just, you know, it's how you interpret it. Right now, as we are speaking, they are taking out the word gender for God, man, the he, they want to take out that gender, masculine gender out of God. Because they are saying, that is too machista, we cannot bring that in, we have to find another way. Last week, there was a court case, a guy who's, who was a vegan, he is fighting that vegan should be considered as one of the religions in America. Can you believe? Vegan. You know, my grandfather was a vegan. He got saved. He was a Brahmin fellow. And now I am out of that vegan. <laughs> they are fighting. Vegan should be treated as equal as religion, like Judaism or Islam or Hinduism or Christianity. Can you, we have come to this point. We mock at heavenly things. We have come to this point. We say, it doesn't make sense, so... It doesn't feel for me. I'm just going to reject. This is what Jude is saying. Then he goes on again and he says, look at this verse. He talks about three plagues. And this is where up in the screen, it's three plagues. One of the first plague is the way of coin. He says, look at the way of coin. Verse 10, woe to them. You know the word woe? The word woe means literally in Greek, damnation. That means you are doomed. There is no more future for you. That's what means oh. It's not just like a cute little word like, you know, whatever man, so pity, power, and nothing like that. This, that means there is no future. That's what Jude is saying. They have taken the way of Cain. What is the way of Cain? Way of Cain is jealousy. Look at today in the church. We have rooted with jealousy. Somebody gets promoted, 
we feel jealous somebody gets get married before we get married i mean i got married 10 years before so i'm not talking about me but i'm talking about single and available so you know so we get immediately jealous somebody in our in our fellow church get blessed they got their new building they moved on with their congregation we get jealous you know i remember talking to another pastor he's talking about another pastor it's one of the reasons i don't go to a pastor's meeting and he was telling i went to the church that church has got 300 people but the worship makes me sleep this pastor is telling about another pastor and i felt like man the holy spirit left the moment you talk about another guy holy spirit leaves he leaves you know and i felt like man that's that's so sad imagine what you could take from that conversation nothing it's no spirit of christ in that this what the way of kind number 2 way of balaam what a way of balaam greed today we are motivated by greed everywhere the spirit of this world is greed get what you can can all you get sit on your can but john wesley said something different he says get get earn or earn everything you can save everything you can but give everything you can that's john wesley's quote on finances you know you know john wesley the guy who god used to disciple england and he says earn everything you can save everything you can but then give everything you can and this is the greed and the third one is the way of kora what is the way of kora rebelliousness presumption what is kora you know the story like these were in the old testament these guys said hey only god can use moses we also can use we can do this boom the wrath of lord hit them and what happened this these guys they died instantly and this is the thing rebelliousness today the church is walking against rebelliousness in this they say oh this pastor his teaching i don't like go somewhere else today there are so many frog christians you know what is a frog christian just jumping around pond to pond pond to pond why because i somebody conference one one person called me and said one particular pastor stood on the bible uh, i'm offended with him so i'm going to come to your church i said i'm not, i don't know whether where i'm going to stand maybe i will sit on the bible you will be offended so please don't come today people are offended for so many reason and they just say you know i just don't want this if you don't want anything they say i one person said i don't go to any church i turn on my tv sit there virtual church one day you will go to virtual heaven also i don't know if that exist hmm? it's like my friend who said you know he took the wedding invitation in whatsapp and he sent it think it as a personal invitation i give it to you come and that friend repeated and he said he stacked all the 2000 rupees note he took a picture and he said think it as a personal gift to you hmm? i got one invitation last week anna as if it is i'm coming in personal and i remember i should do this maybe i should stack some offering money and take a picture consider this as a personal gift to you today we don't want to be discipled we don't want to be corrected we don't want to be challenged we don't want to be said hey i want you to take it to the next level look at this verse that's what the way of kora the way of kora is rebelliousness that says i know my own life i can do it my own way what is the re- result of this death now this is where i'm going to stand the next 15 minutes so you can take notes or whatever however you feel like but we're going to spend the next 15 minutes in this four verses from jude 20 to 23 and there are at least six or seven principles the lord wants to teach us to stand strong so how are we going to stand strong jude verse 20 it says like this 
keep on building yourselves up in the most sacred faith how are you going to build yourself in the most sacred faith how are you going to do this by having intimate time with the father faith comes by hearing what do you hear what did you hear this morning when you get up in the first if you hear the whatsapp message or instagram or a snapchat or what did you hear the first faith comes by hearing by having an intimate time a relationship with the father i wrote down here the word reveals the heart of the father the word of god brings us close to the heart of god the father that's what it does he brings us close to the heart of god so that's what jude was saying hey build up yourself on the most sacred faith today there is a word which is very common it's called sacrilegious have you heard that word sacrilegious what is sacrilegious you take something very holy that is only been dedicated to the lord and you use it for a normal thing like the word today in the english movies they say jesus they don't mean jesus they use it as a curse word it's called sacrilegious and that's what this guy did one of these kings in the book of daniel his name is belsasher he took this temple vessels that was only dedicated for the lord he used it to throw a party and the hand of the lord came said mene mene upe that person you are weighed low and the lord instantly the bible says some of those things we don't want to read we kind of say oh only god is good he is a loving father he wants to tap your shoulder he wants to bring you closer he wants to encourage you but then leave the judgment part maybe few years later we tell them no 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 this guy died instantly there itself oh that's old testament brother what about new testament one guy just lied hello he said hey bring the offering is it everything yeah 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 you know and then wife did she didn't know that hmm avar enga ponaro theriliya she might have come and searching for him and peter he he was the greatest liar have you noticed that the guy who was integrating that guy he denied jesus so peter is trembling as well but peter did not even know but peter prophesied he says the the hands that buried your husband are coming now you also hasta la vista which means see you later guys we don't want to talk about this why because it's too uncomfortable for our lifestyle but it says here build up yourself in the most holy faith sacred faith number 2 pray in the power of the holy spirit how do you pray in the power of the holy spirit romans 8 talks about it go home and read romans 8 it says when your spirit don't know how to pray you pray the spirit when you don't know how to pray the spirit prays on your behalf what does it mean it means that you have to come to your point where your flesh stop making request from your flesh pray in the holy spirit means you don't pray in the flesh what is praying in the flesh all the logical things that make sense for you i want this i want that this needs to be done this that's nothing wrong in that but god is saying i want you to go one more step higher which means let your flesh die let me pray through you what is intercession god telling you to tell him back what he told you that's intercession he is looking for somebody who can agree with him on earth so that his will can happen so i wrote down here simple three ways how to pray in the power of the holy spirit number 1 acknowledge your inability to pray if you know that ah i can pray yes i can pray i can think about all my situations i can pray lord do this do this and then here and there i can throw in jesus name in jesus name you know jesus name is not just a a grease that you apply in the 
in, in the missionary to run smoother it's it's you you have to admit i don't know how to pray lord that's what roman says when we don't know how to pray there is a inner groaning i think it was john piper or somebody said this the most powerful prayer you don't feel it anything in your body why because your body is dead your flesh is not me feeling anything you pray in the spirit you say inner groaning you don't feel even happy you just you groan in the spirit you sometimes you look at people this is what the lord recently told me if you you take a person and i sometimes i look at modi and i just keep on looking at him and i start crying why because i want to get god's heart for him i used to pray he is is the prime minister of india and then since few days so it's been weeks now the lord said he's not just a prime minister of india he's your prime minister and the switch changed now you got to pray like lord what is this thing you know when you have somebody you are wrong with someone take that person and you start praying for that person get a look deep into lord how do you see this person that's for the first thing you know you pray acknowledge your inability to pray number 2 enjoy the communion with daddy god that means now you are not praying your list of agendas now you are sitting and having a conversation how do you hear god's voice very simple it's not up in the screen there are four simple steps to hear god's voice number first you take authority over your mind in the name of jesus number two you say i silence the voice of the enemy and also my own voice in the name of jesus that's number 2 number 3 you humble yourself number 4 you say god forgive me for any presumptions stuff i have done number 5 you just wait hello now i am talking you are all listening right but imagine you are also talking that's called fish market that's not called conversation hello it's not called either is so we have to wait many times we pray and then we know we're going to close god also knows he is going to close how all glory and honor he knows he is going to wrap it up right now ella thudiyum ganamum magimiyum anduragi yesu christuvin naamathinaale he knows he is going to wrap it up come back again tomorrow do the same thing waiting on the presence of god that's why communion with god what is communion fellowship we're going to have that in few minutes number 3 pleading and proclaiming the promises of god with boldness and assurance what is that you do now you are now you are interceding and then spirit will say sometimes you will say not only you intercede now you will proclaim i you need to say that over your soul soul though i walk through the valley of shadow of death his rod and his staff comforts me soul what is your soul your mind emotions you will soul listen me and my house will serve the lord soul you know because the soul gets everything from everywhere that is possible naturally but you need to speak it out the spirit needs to speak to the soul say hey soul don't be scared as the deer pants for the water my soul thirsts for god what are you doing you are pleading but also you are proclaiming that's what i wrote on pleading and proclaiming the promises of god with boldness and assurance where is that assurance come by being in the communion with him amen not like oh i take the promise and we say you know um, some world views different world view we are recording i don't want to say exactly which world view some world view they believe in repeating the same thing 1001 times or 1008 times or writing it then they will know it will happen you know they have even a book they will write down one particular sentence 1008 times that's not going to change 
one in this is a very important story one young boy was studying in a post uh, in the communist era in russia and this teacher said god is dead i will prove it to you and the student said okay prove it to me all of you close your eyes say to god god give me a chocolate they said and then open your eyes no chocolate see god is dead now close your eyes you say government soviet give me chocolate open they all got chocolate see the government is providing so one guy said no god is not dead the teacher said you need to write 100 times tomorrow when you come god is dead god is dead god is dead 100 times the next morning he came his parents or believers he wrote god is not dead god is not dead god is not dead 100 times so the teacher said i'm going to tell to the headmaster tomorrow you need to write 200 times god is dead so he went back his parents stood with him prayed with him he wrote again god is not dead god is not dead god is not dead so the teacher said now i'm going to tell to the local officer you're going to better write thousand times god is dead so he came they know their life is in jeopardy but they prayed and they felt they should not cave in so they wrote again the child wrote thousand times god is not dead god is not dead god is not dead this teacher got so mad looked at this book she took her bike went out of the school to complain to this as she went out of the school this is a real story yeah? as she went out of the school she fell down had a massive heart attack died there on the spot all the students looked there and one little boy said i know god is not dead guys we don't want to hear stories like this why because it doesn't show the grace and the nice things you know god is so nice he's he's you know he calls you a masterpiece you are a masterpiece because the master took the pieces and fixed you amen hello say amen i'm preaching good this is the reality we don't want it to talk about we are not a masterpiece let me tell you we are nothing master took the pieces and fixed it and today he chose to live in this broken vessel of ours that's why paul says we are treasures in the jars of clay amen all right look at this the third one keep yourselves in the love of god this is all in the four verses please meditate keep yourselves in the love of god i am using two translations one is good news and passion so you may not see the same thing as you are seeing in your own translation keep yourselves in the love of god as you wait for our lord jesus christ and his mercy to give you eternal life how do you keep yourself in the love of god i wrote down it's based on your identity your identity is based on who you are in him not on what you do for him that's how you keep yourself in the love of god otherwise you will be confused you will be worried you will be compared you will be like hey i am a christian i am a pastor i am a minister my ministry with other people ministry my job with another people's job my salary with other people's salary you know all those comparison that's why jude is writing you know he's saying keep yourself in the love of god that means my identity comes not in what i do but who i am i mean this is something we christians still don't get it still we are comparing ourselves still we are competing one another when you compete you don't see anything there is only jealousy and strife you produce but when you compliment you see the glory of god in them number 4 snatch others out of fire to save them how do you do this speak the truth in love do you know if your friend is falling and drifting away you don't say i ah, is my friend i cannot say it's going to be she's going to be offended or he's going to be offended no speak the truth in love say hey man where you are going you are not making wise decisions 
today church have stopped speaking the truth in love and that's why today the church is very scared to even offend people let me tell you i am not scared to offend anyone why because i am here to tell only one thing to truth and the truth will set free not the past will set free truth will set free amen fifth or sixth one be merciful over and over to them but always couple your mercy with the fear of god this is the passion version how do you be merciful remember once you were lost and christ found you amen when you speak the truth you remember once you are lost i'm standing here 42 years old i'm standing in front of you but i remember my days before christ before 18 years old i was a messed up i was into alcohol i was addicted to pornography i had multiple relationship god set me free and i look here and i am and if somebody comes to me and share anar i have some challenges you know i feel like oh man once i was there god set this person free and gave me an identity gave me a family gave me a ministry took me to the nations to preach his gospel if god can do this to me he can do this to my sister to my brother amen be merciful because you know one day this has happened to you then you do the same to that person and last but not the least this is the important thing this is where many christians blow it be extremely careful to keep yourselves free from the pollutions of the flesh what does that mean be alert and it is sobering reminder that we are not superman or superheroes we sometimes today think just because we attend the conference 3 days power conference we think the heaven downloaded the entire power on you this is not true it is not true just because you there in the first sunday you had the powerful sermon you had the communion you met people you sang hallelujah i surrender all that does not mean you are immune to temptation i have said this before i'm going to say it again if you hang out too long in a saloon eventually you're going to get a haircut hello it's normal you can't go to your bar and say i'm just going to drink apple juice or orange juice the guy will say add a little bit of that extra orange juice with something else this is normal whatever you see grows on you peter saw jesus he started walking peter saw water he started drowning who your inner circle is it's very important that's why jude is saying here hey be careful I will finish off with this. I know I'm very passionate. It's about about 10:30 past. So okay guys, are you okay? Okay. Listen, this is what be extremely careful to keep yourself in some translation says that you don't even stain your clothes. What does that mean? It's not like ah this girl, this guy, she's messing around. No, not like that. You need to know that you're still a human and you can fall right back into the same mess. You're not prone. You're not immune. so you're not immune to those challenges but that's why you guard yourself you know your limits that's why we create accountability groups that's why in papa's house i we ask as a boys we talk tough questions we say hey when was the last time you had a lustful thought when was the last time you had a desire to masturbate and how did you control yourself bring it to the lord because if you don't bring these things everything is like oh the grace brother grace 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 doesn't give you a free pass grace give you the power to obey the rules amen now let's read this verse the first verse this is why paul say sorry not paul jude <laughs> you know and he wrote all these things and then finally he says put this first one the first one go back all the way first year go back now yes now jude is saying now <laughs> 
you know sometimes we like cut and paste theology you know we take this oh he is going to able to keep me brother without stumbling but how he is going to keep you stumbling not stumbling he said he told you to do all those things from 20 to 23 i will repeat to you he said keep yourself in the love of god being compassionate to those who still have doubts snatch others from the fire to save them be merciful be extremely careful he said all those things you know pray in the holy spirit keep build yourself all those things he said and then finally he said now hello now to him have you done everything but it's up to him amen to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling to present you unblemished before god amen before his glorious presence in triumphant joy to the only wise god our savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you believe that's can possible in your life? In 2020, I believe you can stand strong. I believe God will look use your example of standing strong so others can say, "Hey, I want to stand strong like you." Be rooted in the word, guys, not in your feelings. Feelings will change. Be rooted in the word. 2020, make a decision. I'm going to be rooted in the word. I'm not going to be rooted in my emotions, in my feelings. That will change. How many of you set an alarm? Yes. brothers they set an alarm at 5:15 five yes how many of you felt at 5 o'clock you felt like that alarm is demon possessed yes because that's your feeling you see i have an alarm now it's 10:44 that means when peter was talking the holy spirit fell i always keep some verses and remember i say god do that in my time i want to see the church when people speak the holy spirit touches them amen Are you being touched? Did the Lord speak to you this morning? Amen. I believe that He's going to speak, but you need to stand on the word of God. Amen.